Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. against one of the best sides in the division and a clean sheet to boost the addicts get back on track I think we're going to be enjoying talking about that one on this evening's Charlton Live Hi, good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live coming to you live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me here in the studio at the Valley as we get ready to look back at yesterday's superb 2-0 win over Barnsley here at the Valley is Mr. Charlton Live himself. Tom Wallin, how are you doing? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, had a good, uh, enjoy the game? It's been alright, yeah. Had very, a great very day. Chipper. Great yep. I saw you in the Valley Cafe beforehand as well, so you have the Every good day. weekend yeah. starts yeah. in the Valley well, Cafe, doesn't it? We were texting each other as well in we the were, Valley Cafe. We, we were about as far away as it was to be, <laughs> weren't it? Opposite corners, and yeah. I don't like to be seen in public with them, so. <laughs> and uh, joining the two of us, as you just heard there, is Nathan Miller. How you doing, Nathan? Yeah, living the dream, mate. Yeah, enjoy it yesterday? Yeah, another win on the old Jacko Jackpot. Oh, good. We've, we've got to set our pot. You know, you have to like, beat the book here now. We've got to set our side out for time. Yeah. Right, it's got to be at least 15 quid up, haven't we? For the last two years. Yeah, we won another. 12 quid or so on the Jacko's Jackpot yesterday um, which we will be donating we need to get all that money together and yeah. donate it because 62 quid so 60 far. quid so it's it's 62 quid yeah. yeah so we need to donate that to the Upbeats uh, excellent right on tonight's show we will look back at that superb 2-0 victory really, really one of my uh, favourite 
uh, games for a while down here, just in terms of the opposition, the performance, uh, and how comfortable we were and how well we defended, which after conceding nine in the previous three games was, was very welcome. Uh, so we're going to hear the highlights from that game. We're going to speak to, of course, a delighted Lee Bowyer who came to give us an exclusive interview in the studio after yesterday's game. We want to hear what you guys made of the performance as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can have your say on the Charlton Live forum. Uh, plenty of you have already got in touch on all three of those mediums and uh, look forward to sharing your views on the show later on this evening. Also, the Charlton Athletic women's team uh, got an excellent win today. Back on track themselves with a 2-0 home win over Sheffield United. We're going to speak to Elisabetta Ajupi. Uh, she was the player of the match uh, this afternoon. So I spoke to her on the phone to find out how the women's uh, team performance was. So we'll hear that as well later on in the show. So... Excellent performance yesterday. Um, now, everyone I spoke to before the game yesterday, Tom, including yourself, actually, in the Valley Calf, I think was very wary of what was coming. Um, and I don't think anyone thought we'd be quite as comfortable as we were. Not at all. No, no, I'd, um, I'd been worried all week. I think I called a draw um, on Thursday show and I'd have been happy with that. But what's so frustrating is that that performance has been in us all season and we just keep throwing throwing games away and I thought right we're coming up against probably the best team we've faced so far and you expect them to have enough to get past us but that was easily <coughs> our best performance everything clicked as you said in the, the intro there we didn't really I mean they threatened they came forward but we defended brilliantly we were quick on the counter attack everything just clicked and uh, we were just talking before we came on air we couldn't really find someone who had a bad game and mm. You know, people like Steer have come in for a bit of criticism recently. He made some good saves. Jick Steele on the right, forcing Solly on the left. I thought they both were brilliant. Pierce obviously back in his natural position. So there were just so many positives. And as I say, the only disappointing thing or frustrating thing is if if we'd have just played like that for a few more games, just a little bit better, just two, five, three, four, five percent better than we have been, we'd be up there. But um, yeah, it's a huge result, and obviously nothing's taking it. Away from that, and uh, and on to Oxford on Tuesday now. Barnsley are the uh, second highest, joint second highest scorers in in this division. Um, I saw I saw a couple of people yesterday saying they were they they fought Barnsley at ordinary, but I don't think that's fair at all actually because they had plenty of possession, but we stopped them every time they came forward. We didn't allow them to break through us, so perhaps they haven't come up against the defence in as as good as form. Well, not form because the form's been poor, but it playing as well as our defence did yesterday. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, they had a lot of ball for their midfield, still very good. Um, and I think the first half, especially for me, Tom mentioned Jigsdill already, but Jigsdill, I thought, caught, uh, kept uh, Moncur very quiet. Mm. He seemed to track him wherever he went, even if he came inside. The amount of times he just stepped there. in, yeah. Yeah. just got in the way. And, and, and literally, Moncur, I couldn't even remember the amount if he ever actually, he obviously did touch the ball, but I can't remember anything he'd done with it, and if that's why he was sort of hooked fairly early on in the second half, but... Yeah, I think we we said on Thursday. I think the team that will win will be the team who who win their individual midfield battles. Which I think, yeah, we sort of you know towards the end of the first half they sort of controlled it a little bit more. But I think overall, I think um, we'll be very very impressed with our um, with our midfield midfield performance for sure. Excellent. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights. Don't forget though, if you want to have your say, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at Charlton Live or head over to the Charlton Live thread. Uh, there's a uh, there's a thread on there for, for this evening's show. Let us know what you think made the difference uh, from the last few weeks uh, for, for yesterday's performance. Right, let's have a listen to the Valley Pass commentary highlights. Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith are your commentators. Potts goes further right to Kavari. Up against uh, Chris Solly into the penalty area. Ball back across. Uh, hits a rebo. And then uh, Pierce swipes it clear. And this might have a good, uh, good release to Taylor. Good control from Taylor. Sets up. Reeves, that's a lovely oh, ball, ball to his awards. I mean, to his left. 
and into Carl and Grant towards the edge of the penalty area. Goes left. He's going to take the shot, and he's gone. Yes, come on! for Jordan. It was a glorious ball by Ward. Lovely hold-up play by Taylor from the release ball by Steer. Held it up, found Ward. A fantastic defence-splitting pass to his left to find Grant. Took his man on. Gamble on the left foot shot and in off the right hand post and Charlton have the lead. Well, he talks about trying to catch Barnsley on a counter-attack. For my word, what an assist from Jamie Ward. The ball's come back his way. Good hold-up play from Taylor. And Ward is a first-time pass. I didn't even see it that that option was on. I don't think anyone in the ground did. And Ward, not only has he found Grant, the timing of the pass was superb. And fair play to Carlin Grant. He had to beat his man still on the left-hand side, approaching the penalty area. Managed to get on, onto his left foot. His weaker side wasn't the cleanest of strikes, but it was in the perfect area. Past the goalkeeper's left, it on in off the post. And Charlton, after eight minutes, at the lead. Uh, Barnsley prepared to take this. It's a very central position, about uh, ten yards outside the D of the penalty area. And it's Mowat again over it. He might take a shot here, does. And it's out to the left, tipped away by Jed Steer. It's a difficult one to deal with because the sun's right in his eyes. He didn't take any chances and it's away for a Barnsley corner. Yeah, it's a good goalkeeper from Steer. It was a good effort from Mowat, but it's quite far out. There wasn't a lot of pace on it. He did want to get it over and over the wall. And Steer, as you say, Terry, the, the sun in his eyes did well just to dive down. He looked quite comfortable with dealing with it, just parried it out for a corner. Free kick comes in. Taylor heads down towards Grant. Grant down to Ward, oh, who's snapped volley. It's almost a lovely, well-worked goal in the end, but Ward's snap volley was easy enough for the goalkeeper, Davis. And maybe it just came to him on the stretch too much. He just couldn't get enough purchase on the final shot. Lovely move, though. <laughs> Jay Ward does in his half time. Anyway. The referee just said to him, as soon as you kick that, it's, uh, I'm blowing up. So there is a half time whistle. And Pierce up from the back. Rebo also in there. Ward and Cunnan on the edge of the box. Ben Reese with the corner for the Addicts. Swings it in towards the near post. And Pierce is there! It's strong! Got to be a goal! Yes. It is a goal! Oh, the, the referee's. Oh, he's given a free kick. Oh, uh, what? There was a little bit of confusion. Well, Charlton has scored. Everyone thought Charlton has scored. What is that for? The ball comes in from Reeves. It was headed by Pierce. And on the goal line was a Barnsley player. Cleared it away. I thought, and the referee's given a foul, but I've no idea what for. I don't think anybody has. Because Charlton thought they made it too. I thought Charlton made it too. I thought he'd given the goal. The referee signaled towards the centre spot. And the referee... Again, causes controversy in SC7. This time they do pass it to Jed Steer. Well, they're just going to bang that one out of play again. There's Moet in this guy instead of uh, Dougal. Steer has the ball. Chipped towards the left-hand side and Taylor. It's headed away by Kavir. Headed down by Arebo. Nice flick from Ward. Goes down to Grant. Grant inside to Rees. He's got Dixley on the overlap. We use him decoy. Rees thinks about a shot. It's deflected. Comes to Arebo on the left-hand side. Rebo down the line to Taylor in the box. Taylor, ball across, goal! Yeah! Oh the was 2-0! Gets it! A lovely, well-worked move from the Addicts. Rebo down the line to Taylor. Taylor, ball across, goal. He combines with his strike partner, Carlin Grant, who touches home from about two yards out. And the Addicts make it two. A lovely work Come goal on. again from this near side. It starts... Drifted across to the right and into uh, into Reeves. Some lovely interplay from Charlton. Reeves probably took the wrong option by going inside. Dick still was giving him the overlap. He used him as a decoy. His shot was blocked away comfortably, but it ran through it to Joe Rubo. Spotted Taylor tanking away on his overlap on the left-hand side. Used him 
and Taylor pinpoint low cross into the feet of Carlin Grant and he's not going to miss from there and it's 2-0 oh, should, should have had a goal you feel like from the last corner they had yeah. referee blew for a foul on Pierce but they'll have it again here with Rees again looking towards the near post oh, oh he almost went straight in the keeper just got it away and Rebo's <laughs> cross cleared away Finally in the end Rees the for edge of the penalty area Charlton trying to force Barnsley out and they've done so well and Taylor can spring away Taylor taking the ball with him gone past Potts Grant's in oh, on the run Colin Grant in the edge of the penalty area the keeper just comes out and cuts him out it goes straight to Taylor will he shoot he does oh, oh headed away by Lindsay it oh, was going goal, goal bound, bound. Charlton almost snatching a third from the breakaway no, no hurry to give it back to Solly looked like he might have been fouled but the ball goes straight to Aribo Aribo to Grant Grant looking to jink into the area, finds a rebo again, ball across, Taylor, oh, he gets it out, couldn't get it out from under his feet and it's cleared away by the keeper, and then Lapsley has to stop Hedges from coming forward and oh, Taylor's got his head in his hands, he can't believe he didn't score, closing him down, and that's Come the final Charlton against one of the best sides in this division, have come out with a 2-0 victory. Yeah, I think Terry sums it up nicely. They're one of the best sides in the division. Uh, and we performed like that. Is that sending a bit of a message to the rest of the division that we're not we're not to be forgotten in this promotion race? Yeah, um, I think, yeah, not forgotten is probably the right way to put it because we've shown in, in recent games that we've got our frailties. Um, we, we've got the ability, really, to, to throw games away. I, I don't think, and I've said this on plenty of shows, and I include Barnsley in that list now, that... I don't think we've come up against any side that's better than us. I don't, arguably, not even anywhere near as good as us. I, I think we're that good on our day. Our problem is that we just just do stupid things all the time and, and throw games mm-hmm. away. I say stupid things, things like Pierce being out of position against Coventry. We were just talking off air. Not necessarily his fault. So injuries have played a part as well. But I think a, an on-form chart, and I don't think we haven't played Portsmouth yet. Um, but I don't think there's many that we that will compete with us. Um, we just need to show that consistency and if we do we'll have no problem but um, yeah it sends a bit of a message because as you say we've had a couple of wobbly results and obviously beat Stevenage in the uh, the checker trade and we've carried that momentum on despite the international break got a couple of players back fit which made a huge difference and yeah it's a bit of a statement I think I mean no, we know that this consistency has been a problem over the last couple of weeks because we had those, those poor results at Scunthorpe and at home to Coventry I mean what do we put it down to the fact that we showed this is it just a change in personnel the fact that we had Billick was available to come back in and therefore Pierce could go to his more comfortable side I mean surely you should be expecting any player to not be making some of the mistakes that they had made anyway so what would you put the, the improvement down to well I think in, I mean going forward I think we're always going to look like scoring um, I don't think I've ever seen a, a season where I've I'm never worried about our scoring and like you say those those games against Scunthorpe and um Coventry uh, to note is it, for me it is the balance of the team which Bose has already alluded to before um, but yeah I mean we, we were saying like Thomson we were saying off air the, the difference it will, it will make if you're playing on the wrong side so like Pierce you know he's not got a right peg on him apart from standing on but <laughs> it, it makes so much more of a difference because he's more you'd be more tentative to on your position in your, whereas when he's left sided centre half it's more natural to him so for me um, it is the Christian coming back in and um, everyone having that sort of balance on the left. I know we had Solly out at left back, but Souls is Souls, isn't he? But um, that for me is the balance of the team, and everyone feels a lot more comfortable. 
Um, and we won our individual battles yesterday. So that's, that's what it was for me. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the team news, in particular at the start, I think it did stand out that Solly operating as a left back was preferred to Naby Sar operating there and Solly in his preferred right back position. So were, were you surprised by that? I mean, it certainly paid off because Dick Steele was one of the best performers yesterday. Yeah, it definitely paid off. And uh, yes, it did surprise me. I was expecting uh, Solly to start a right back, I was expecting Sar to come in. Um, I don't know whether what exactly Lee Bowyer's thinking was it, it definitely paid off because I thought Billick was, was brilliant um, as we said just then Pierce going back to his natural side was worked well as well um, I still didn't think we had that attacking threat down the left hand side that we would with a natural left footer but I don't blame Solly for that at all he's reliable and he's competent at the defending side of it um, and, and I thought Jick Steele performed brilliantly as well um, probably I think did you do a vote Nathan mm. people said he was man of the match he was definitely up there for me as well um, yeah. I think maybe probably Carlin or him but uh, yeah he just looked looked more assured and as I say that's been the problem when we've thrown games away you think of a couple of the goals that was it a Scunthorpe when uh, Jed Steer come rushing out and someone slipped one underneath no, him little, little things little, like yeah. that composure things like that just just didn't happen yesterday everyone played their part everyone was composed and, and did what they were supposed to do and when they do that they're a good side it's just as I say we just haven't done it enough so far just on the point you made actually about how you were worried that we weren't attacking perhaps as much with, with the likes of Solly on the left-hand side. I just wonder, well, because yesterday's game plan, and Bayer said it himself, was more about hitting them quick on the turnovers, the counter-attacks, and we did see that. Maybe he didn't think, well, I'm not really going to use my full-backs to attack too much today. So it was more a case of we'd rather be more solid defensively, which I think you could argue Solly at left-back is better than, than Sarr at left-back. Mm. Um, and obviously Dick Steele was fine as well. So I just wonder if that if that perhaps was Lee Bayer's thinking. The other, the other interesting one, Fossey was dropped. Um, I did say a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about a player who perhaps hadn't hit the heights we were hoping for so far this season, I did say I think Fosu would be one of those because we know what he's capable of and I don't think he's quite done that yet. He was dropped for, for Jamie Ward and again, another decision that paid off within the first 10 minutes because, I mean, that ball, I don't think I don't think you'd see that pass from Fosu actually, but that ball from mm. Ward for, for, for Carlin for the first goal. I mean, superb hold-up play. We, we shouldn't forget from Lyle Taylor in the build-up, but that ball from Ward. I mean, Nathan, you were still dreaming about it last mm. night, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be nice to see Fossey pass at all, let alone a ball <laughs> like that. But um, that's enough story. But yeah, no, that that worldie of a, a ball uh, from Jamie is um, it was. Uh, he's so intelligent, and in how quick he done it. He done a, the ball down for Eagle on the right hand side uh, against Stevenage, um, but that ball was just unbelievable and. Unfortunately for Tariq, he he's he can't get into the side because Jamie Ward is um is playing so well and he brings so much. I mean, apart from the odd bit where he decided just to pass it to their other player, which is quite funny at the time, but um <laughs> he's he's intelligence and he's he his vision is so good. Um, in a matter of seconds, you know, we're on the edge of the sort of centre circle and then Carlin's through. But it, yeah, it's unfortunate for Tariq, but. You you can't really drop Jamie Ward the way he's playing at the moment because I think mm. he's playing very very well. I mean, that's, and, and the Bayer did say, and we sort of mentioned that 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 first goal was very much how we were going to be playing. It was as soon that he said that they were vulnerable on the turnover. We were talking about how many men they had forward at mm. times in that first half. So the, the second possession changed hands, and we had it. The amount of times we went long, but long with purpose towards Lyle Taylor, he brought it down. Uh, and it was an excellent move and an excellent finish. I mean, that, and that's what Lee Bowie was talking about, how you work out what another team's vulnerabilities are. And then he, he, he said after as well that also the, the set piece towards the near post was something we'd worked on. And I was desperate for us to score from a set piece yesterday just mm. because I knew 
that uh, Jacko, who prints off all the set pieces and laminates them, I knew he forgot them yesterday, and someone else had to come in here and get them printed off again, so I thought it would be so fun if we scored from a set piece after Jacko forgot his homework. Um, but, I mean, the the finish uh, for, for Carl and Grant's goal, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking yesterday morning, actually, he's gone a couple of games without scoring now, now that he's a, an out-and-out mm-hmm. goal-scoring striker. When, when, when a player goes three games without scoring, you start to notice, and, uh, I mean, to take it on, take his man on, calm left footed finish as well maybe the keeper might have done slightly better but it was pretty much arrowed in off the post anyway so maybe the, maybe I'm being slightly harsh on the goalkeeper there but it's a brilliant finish yeah and uh, you're right about about the expectations rising as a result of, of his good form and obviously we saw it a little bit at Crawley last year we were kind of begging for him to be able to come back but when he does you still think is he going to be able to do it at this level is he going to be able to do it back here where he's had those issues uh, a lot of them uh, don't think are his fault, um, and he's just comp- just continues to impress every single game, going from strength to strength. And it's the sort of finish that someone like Fossu was scoring last year as well. But for someone like Carlin, it's still a bit. I'm still finding it a bit weird because you're just not used to him being that good. Um, and it's credit to him that every time he gets in those positions, he's putting those chances away. And there was those few issues around his link-up play with with Lyle towards the start of the season. But I mean. Obviously, a second goal proves we've we've sorted that out as well. And someone like Igor, again, we were so excited when he came back. We didn't know what to expect, but just to have him back in the building. But he's uh, a bit like Tariq, just can't get in because those two are performing so well. And mm. yeah, just a, a really, really good finish from, from someone. And it just makes him look so much more experienced than he is. Yet again, we forget how young he still is. I enjoyed his uh, celebration, actually, sort of strutting over towards the corner flag. It's good, it's good to show a little bit of confidence uh, like that in, in your strikers. Um, now, I'm, I'm glad Sebo's tweeted this in now because I completely missed this. Not because, well, basically because I wasn't looking, but not long after the goal. There was there was some sort of through ball where Carnan seemed to be wiped out. Now, I was sort of staring at my notes at the time because I was getting ready to talk about the goal. So I needed to have in my mind what I wanted to say. So I missed it. Did anyone actually see what happened? Because a lot of people on Twitter at the time were calling for a red card. Uh, from, from what I can remember, I thought it was an early release from Steer. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, it was a ball over the top. Lindsay misjudged a bounce. And then I thought, well, if he leaves, lets this bounce, Carlin's through here. And he was through. And then there was a challenge. But obviously, one no flower in the F block. So I couldn't see if he was last man or if he actually made contact with him. But I mean, for me, if I'm Carlin, I'd, I doubt I would go down if I didn't have. If Not there that was no touch. Goal. No. Because he knows he's got the pace. He knows he's scored already. He knows he's got the confidence. So. I don't, I don't know, mate, because I looked at the lino, because the ref was miles behind, he was still crossing the centre circle, so then you looked at the lino, and the lino didn't flinch, so I can only assume um, he either dived or, <laughs> but that's what I mean, I, I, and obviously I couldn't see it on the well, highlights. Yeah, it's, but, it's perfectly possible that the referee oh, bottled yeah. it, and the lino bottled it. Or, the, or they bottled it, or they didn't see it was enough, I don't and that was the thing, but I just think it was too obvious, and I, I don't think Carlin would go down unless he was touched, because he's through on goal and he's a confident lad but I think Sebo had a better view than us because he said the ref also missed a clear free kick on the edge of the Barnsley area if it was given as a foul then their lad had to be sent off uh, for being the last man surely or you know for the goal scoring opportunity it would have been uh, so yeah so we, so we missed that um, but uh, the Charlton Twitter uh, page certainly felt it was uh, it should have been a foul as well I and mean, don't forget this is the referee Linnington who was uh uh, the, the the referee from the Pe- uh, Peterborough game here at the Valley just just a few weeks ago that, that um 
he was the one that that got Boya sort of hetted up slightly if we if we're being um, massively underselling it. And it <laughs> after that came when he gave that late penalty uh, to the posh because that big geezer uh, shouted at him, and of course he doesn't know the game because he hasn't played the game. Um, after that, after that goal, I mean. We, we saw a couple of chances. Cross came in from Cullen, bouncing around. I mean, I thought it was in the middle of the park. It was, it was a tough one because people always talk about the physicality of League One. And there was plenty of physical battling away in the middle. But both teams, when they started passing the ball, looked really good going forward. And that's why I was sitting through this first half. I mean, it helped that Charlton were playing well and defending well. And therefore, I wasn't too nervous. But I was thinking, I'm actually really enjoying like a, a good game of football here that's got sort of the best of both worlds yeah I completely agree it was a really enjoyable first half and especially given the experience of the last few games uh, Stevenage aside when we scored that early uh, given Barnsley's position and the way they've been playing I was a bit nervous because you think right being a, being a Charlton fan you go right they're probably going to come back now same as Coventry did but um, but they didn't and, and that was credit to midfield and you're right it was a really really fun game of football to watch we had a few chances they didn't have as many chances, but had attacking spells. I thought towards the end of that first half, Potts was probably their best player, getting on the ball all the time. But like you both said earlier, like Moncur, who we were worried about on Thursday, was kept very quiet. Um, so yeah, it was just it was nice to watch because it wasn't one of them games where either midfield has it and gets rattled by the other midfield, and there's a free kick and the game breaks down. And you start again. It was passing, flowing football, resulting in some incident at the other end, and then the other team would come back at you, and it was it was fun to watch yeah. and. I guess the other reason it was fun is because we were defending well, so I didn't really feel our lead was under any threat until possibly the last, what, 10 minutes of the first half, and then I got a little bit nervy, and I, I tweeted out, I said, I think half-time came at the right time for us, mm. and because they were just starting to grow into the game a little bit at that stage. Yeah, it was interesting, because cause, yeah, I agree that they were growing into the game, but still no no chances. No, I mean, the, the no. only real shot and goal they had in that first half, other than perhaps that one in the first minute, was that, that, free, kick. that, that free kick from... From Moat, and uh, luckily Jed Steer had his baseball cap on because. Uh, but my understanding is everyone who was in the North Lower has come come out a few shades darker this because uh, apparently you were absolutely baking with the sun yesterday. Oh, it was well hot. Yeah, literally, yeah. it's like it wasn't. It was like intense heat as yeah. well, and you couldn't move. Obviously, so that whole game like... a few years ago where he won in the last minute that was hot, and then this was probably as close as it's been. It was just roasting. It's just quite it's just powerful, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm in the back row, so it was only like the first fifteen twenty minutes right. I had it, but you probably had yeah. a little bit more than me. Just into the second it half, was, yeah, it was baking, sweltering. Mm. So yeah, in terms of the, the, the team creating actual chances in that first half was Charlton. Mm. Uh, we saw one that where Arebo sort of got snuffed near the, near the goal line, then Wardy had a similar one, and then he had that volley sort of from halfway. But as you say, I think just in terms of momentum building, half time came at the right time for us and then they're bringing on Kiefer Moore at, at the interval and now he's scored seven already so far this season I mean I, I noted before the game that he, he, he'd actually missed the majority of the 4-0 win at, at Peterborough and all of the home win against Luton for Barnsley anyway so they tend to operate fine without him anyway but he is clearly a threat but I mean he had sort of that one he came on at the start of the interval uh, just after the interval I think he had a header I think this was before we scored he had a header that went a little bit wide but other than that I thought we dealt with him really well yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> obviously, when he come on, you knew there was going to be a going to be a bit more direct, and you'd probably start peeling off at the back stick to, towards sort of Solly if they were going to get crosses in. But I thought we dealt with it really well. I thought Piercy sort of stepped in front of him most times. The ball was going near him, and and Piercy was solid. So I think we kept him quite quiet. But I think it's a testament to show how well we played that. Uh, from how Barnsley looked after the ball, you know, certainly in the first half and in, in stages in the second. Now they had to go a bit more direct to try and get the ball 
further up uh, up, the, up the pitch quicker so I thought that's a testament to how we played now obviously when you come out and especially being us after the last few weeks we've had where we've been in winning possession winning positions in all three of our of our previous three games uh, against Luton we were 1-0 up weren't we Scunny we were 2-1 up at one point and Coventry of course we were 1-0 up and gone on not to win you know that second goal is also important for us so we felt like an absolute mugging when we had that one from the corner that Pierce's nodded it's clearly gone over the line I don't think that would have been questioned if the referee hadn't seen something now uh, anyone who's followed me on Twitter would have seen I, I retweeted something from one of our photographers Keith Gillard who was there by the corner and it's, in the photos you can't see anything on the keeper now I watched back the, the, the long form highlights on Valley Pass this afternoon and after it's given the referee's pointing at Carlin Grant who isn't really in Keith's photos and he's, he's sort of gesturing as if to say he leaned back into the goalkeeper now there's not really an angle that I can find that can show that but I just wonder if anyone did anyone have a better view of that behind the goal? Maybe no, not at all. I'm just, Carlin's clearly just this big geezer, and he's <laughs> taking the keeper out. But no, I didn't. I obviously everyone stands up when that header happens, or even just for the corner. Um, so it's a bit harder to see. I, I couldn't even tell whether it crossed the line, so I wasn't sure. And then, I could see it, as we were saying before, you, the referee points to the centre circle. It looks like. So I celebrated. Then I stopped celebrating. Then he does that. So I celebrate again. And then clearly everybody realises that no he's given a free kick but no I had no idea what it was for I've seen the highlights back and still can't really tell so it's a bit of a mystery but as I say it's that it's that ref so is it is it a slight a slight shame only a slight one that we haven't been denied a win by that ref just because we could would have would have had another rant from from Lee Boyer <laughs> I sure. reckon so yeah yeah I think um I just wanted him to run at him anyway, just because uh, hopefully about the, the Carlin thing, but obviously he didn't. Mm. Uh, Maybe he'll do Peterborough away as well. Yeah. Well, he got booked yesterday yeah. again, didn't he, Evans? Did he? Yeah. It's a surprise. Well, when they lost at home to Accrington Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Who were they? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so justice was served uh, only a minute or so later, though, um, and another great move. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Once we start to attack, we, we have the players to carve something out. And it was, a, you know, Reeves, uh, Reeves, he had the shot. Deflected, perhaps slightly luckily, in, into Rebo's path, but he was sensible enough just to find the Lyle Taylor running in the channel. Don't forget, our strikers do run into the channel. They work as a team. If one of them's gone into the channel, the other one will be around the penalty spot waiting for the ball in. And uh, Taylor got to the byline. Excellent low ball. The keeper, he has to make the gamble, really, to try and get there first, but he can't because of the quality of the pass. And you know, Just a tap-in for, for Carlin Grant, but give me a striker who gives a tap-in every week and I'll be happy. Well, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, what we, that's what we've lacked the last, what... God knows how many seasons. So, um, but it just just shows again, sort of how how well uh, Tom alluded to it earlier about how you know at the beginning they weren't really clicking because they were forming their partnership. But if I can't remember someone said on Twitter how many goals they've created between them so far. It's quite mm. a lot of goals. So it's obviously working at the moment, and I'm really pleased for Carlin because I think when he used to play for us. Uh, before I think obviously he was either playing in a system when he was up top on his own which is never going to work for Carlin or he's going to be playing out wide on the right and that's not Carlin either so it's nice that he's got um, obviously Lyle side by side now and it's obviously coming to fruition with the both of them so but great bit of play from Aribo I thought was great again yesterday mm. he, he seems to improve every week and Lyle coming in the channel and being that all-round striker that he's been all season yeah um, and that daylight's so important for us like I say over the last few weeks you know, it just calms you down a bit. Um, and, you know, I mean, we were we were defending well anyway, but once you have that little cushion, then it just gives you it just gives you that extra bit of comfort. And, you know, I thought we saw out the game pretty comfortably. Yeah, fellow chart and liver, Lewis Cat, texts me 
about two minutes before we scored saying we need that second goal yeah. so I replied just after the goal saying well we needed that second goal <laughs> but but yeah we got it and we're, you're right we, we haven't got that and that's been part of the problem in recent games um, but we, again we looked like the more likely side and we'd obviously had that chance from the corner and I think the half-time had slowed their momentum down. Um, Lee said it himself, I thought our changes were helping as well. Um, and Carlin gets his second goal. Uh, yes, it's just a tap-in, but it's still another goal for him and he had to be there and, and he did it. And yeah, when you're 2-0, I mean, I'm still a bit nervous at that point, but um, it seemed like there's certainly less chance of anything going wrong. Mm. Um, we, we were the team that came closest to getting a third goal of the game as well, if there was going to be one. So you mentioned Reeves's corner that went straight towards the keeper and he curled in. Obviously, like I say, we're clearly attacking the near post with corners. That one nearly went went straight in. We had that other one. And now, again, I watched this back on the highlights earlier. The hold-up play from Lyle Taylor mm. uh, before sending it through. The, and then the weight of the pass was almost perfect for Carl and Grant. Grant seems to be going through. Davies, the keeper, has come rushing off his line. Just beaten uh, Grant to it. And then I'm certain that Taylor's body's going in the top corner if it hasn't hit it that head there. Is. Yeah. Mm. I mean, so, like I said, the quality of our attacking play and the speed of it, because we were trying to play, that was the way we were trying to play, was impressive yesterday. I know Wardy came in after and said he thought we didn't actually attack that well yesterday, but I, I might disagree with him. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if Wardy does things that you know that we didn't um, attack very well, then I can't wait to see us attacking well then. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you yeah, know, I think. Uh, Obviously, the amount of pace we have, we're always going to be trou- We're always going to give teams trouble on the break. You know, obviously Taylor and obviously Grant and Arebo, and to an extent, you know, like Jamie Ward, even though he's a bit older. But uh, yeah, I thought we played well yesterday, and, and like you say, Lou, I think it was quite obvious the of how we were trying to play, and it and it was working. Um, and I, it, it surprised me in a way because I was quite apprehensive as well before the game. I didn't think we was going to win. <laughs> I would have been happy with a draw, but. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought attacking-wise, I just think we, the, the 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 way that we move the ball and how the players seem to rotate, so we're not so rigid. Um, I think we we cause a lot of teams trouble, and it's nice to see. Mm. Uh, Dimitri Cavare um, was the, the fullback for for Barnsley. He got forward on one occasion, uh, and and got a save out of Jed Steer. I mean, I, I I thought, I mean, Jed Steer actually yesterday. I thought a couple of set pieces he did really well to claim or to punch but in terms of actual saves I think the, the two saves he had to make the free kick and this one from Cavari where he got to the edge of the box were pretty routine actually um, but uh, a word for him because he, he did like in particular on those set pieces he just at a time when perhaps we needed just to make sure you know we were commanding in our own area he he, he stood up when, when he needed to there and, and he, he's had some criticism over the last couple of weeks from some fans yeah yeah my, it was my granddad's first game of the season yesterday and he was asking about who, who the keeper was and I explained that Obviously, Phillips was there and, and he'd come in and he was under a bit of scrutiny and he'd had a couple of poor games. And then my granddad said he looked really good yesterday. And, and I think he was he was spot on. If you haven't seen any other games, you'd be pretty pleased with him because, OK, he didn't have a huge amount to do in terms of shot stopping, but he did it. Um, he looked like he, the criticism we've had is about him commanding his box. I thought he did that a lot better. Um, he seemed to make the right decisions and his distribution was good as well. Um, I know the passing out from the back is something that all teams want to do, but if teams are coming forward and pressing us, his direct balls over the top are so much more dangerous. And we saw it with that one that Carlin, we think, got bundled over for. So, yeah, I think he, he had a good game yesterday. Um, uh, I mean, if we're going back to it, I'm still gutted that, that Dills wasn't ke- uh, kept in. But I think he's answered a couple of critics. But again, like everything that happened yesterday, it's all about the consistency. We need to show that we can do that week in, week out. And uh, 
one game doesn't change the fact that he had had a few poorer games. But um, yeah, he was good yesterday, I thought. Yeah, uh, shame uh, Lowell Taylor couldn't quite add uh, a goal right at the end there. And uh, again, watching about the height, it's actually quite a bad miss uh, when Aribo got to the byline and squared it. The ball was perhaps slightly behind Taylor, but he, uh, he nah, would have yeah, backed himself. He had to score. He would have backed himself to score there. Now, um, Christian Billick, well, say one of the players that made a big difference for us, and I just cramping up towards the end now so 50-50 perhaps if he's going to be ready for Tuesday now obviously we saw Naby come on for the for a cameo for the last 10 minutes Nathan um, I mean what did you make of the of the cameo? Uh, uh, yeah we, it was a good win for us in the end but, um, <laughs> no listen no. Sort of sidetracking the no. question sidestepping the question no, there, no, Naby makes me nervous I've not shied away from the fact that the guy makes me nervous when he gets the ball at his feet I mean in the air he seems okay but there's a couple of times where we just needed to get rid of it and he shanked it and going out and put, it took put it, under it, more pressure it was taking him 10 minutes to get into the game wasn't it but unfortunately there was only 10 minutes left when <laughs> yeah. he came on yeah and I listen you know I he has improved from when I first see him against Sheffield Wednesday I think it was when he first signed for us but it's if, if Christian's not going to be a fit for um, Tuesday I'd, I'd, do you know what? I'd even I might even stick Prattley in there instead. Honestly, mm. I'd, that's how much he ma- he makes me nervous. It's only Oxford to put Dylan yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with centre half. Put Josh Cullen there, I'll be fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Listen, I mean, he do- he doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. But um, yeah, he seemed to he seemed to give put us under more pressure than we needed to be yesterday. Mm. Right. Well, it was a brilliant win uh, yesterday. Charlton saw it out well. Uh, very much deserved uh, their three points. Don't forget, if you want to have your say on, on tonight's show, plenty of you have tweeted in already at Charlton Live. Uh, got plenty of emails as well. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk. There's uh, comments on the forum for us as well. If you look at the Charlton Live forum, there's a thread on there for tonight's show, which we'll come to uh, shortly. But first of all, I want to hear from the, the Charlton boss, Lee Bayer. He always gives us an exclusive interview after the game. He came in to speak to Terry yesterday, and the Addicts boss agreed that it was his side's best performance of the season. Of course, two nil clean sheet. Created a good few chances. I think Lowell could have had a couple on another day himself. Um, obviously, one disallowed as well. I think we was comfortable. Jed made some couple of half decent saves, but apart from that, they didn't really create too much. A few long range shots, which is fine. But um, that just shows that the, the hard work that that the lads put in today people coming off the bench you know running Tariq defence showing the defensive side of his game which is something he has to improve on and um, and, and he is so they showed a great togetherness again which they do every game and, and that's why it disappoints me like that that's what we're about what we've just seen there today it was probably similar to Coventry that game like that we was in full control of it, I thought. They have a little bit of pressure towards the end of the first half. But other than that, I thought we was um we was very comfortable. Got off to the perfect start. <clears throat> Eight minutes in and uh Carlin, lovely ball from Jamie Ward who just in, uh, in in the studio before he goes out to the press. Must have been delighted with that contribution. Pin perfect ball and uh, set it up for Carlin. But that's what he brings, he brings that quality, you know, like the the experience, the quality to see that pass and, and hit it first time. Not many people can do that in this division, and um, he showed the quality today. And why well, it's good to have him in the building with us and in our squad. 
brings us something different. And uh, he's, he's a great lad around the place as well. And so. I just, <clears throat> just had a word with him there on another day, and it was, it was a strange game in terms of, even though that uh, we didn't look troubled, we played some superb football at times. Uh, ricochets and deflections were still not going our way, and some of the balls that dropped to Jamie a couple of times in that first half, that had dropped a little bit kinder, we could have, he could have buried two goals there, but they just didn't fall right for him. No, but that's, that's what I keep saying. We, we are going to hammer a team soon because we ain't having much luck at the moment either. Uh, and I'm probably every manager might say that, but we ain't. It, it's a fact. Like when we played Luton, they, they hit the post. Drops to their man six yards out, standing there on his own. We hit the post; it goes the other way. Like, it, it, but sometimes you make your own luck. But it, it, I'm sure it'll even itself out. And we, we created a, a good few chances today. And from back to front, from the goalie up to the front two, I thought we was outstanding, outstanding all over the park. Um, I know you like, don't like to pick players out particularly, uh, and uh, the back four. Though you you brought Christian Billick in, um, we looked assured at the back, and Anthony Dixon on the right. And I don't think put a foot wrong all game either. He was outstanding at the right back as well, and Chris Solly gives you everything he's got. You know that. Yeah, yeah. We we look far better now, like balanced wise. Solly can can play out there. He's an experienced player. He's he's got everything. You know, Anthony. The kid's a machine, and he's not even fully fit yet, really. And I thought he was outstanding. Pearcey defending how he defends. So, yeah, this um, Christian first game back, got a bit of cramp, but outstanding. Jed, thought he'd come and came for crosses, and his, his contribution like from, from his hands and his feet, putting Kylan away a couple of times, that was something we worked on. So it wasn't just a fluke, trust me. We we work on all these different things, corners and general play and, and, and the two goals we scored is something we'd worked on because the right back bombs on like mad. He's like a winger. And he leaves that hole every time. And and that was something that we worked on, you know, when when we've scored both our goals from down that side, so <clears throat> Could have got a few more. I think Lyle Taylor probably having nightmares of that <laughs> that yeah. one near the end that uh, that didn't quite fall for him. But uh, uh, the uh, the reputation bonds he had before they came down here, and you probably watched the videos where the high pressing game and they put teams under pressure. So you must have been expecting that. And and we played we played played the way they played superb. Yeah, yeah they're a good side. They're, they're the best side we've played this year. And and I've said that a few times. I said it before we played them, and 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 I still believe that now. So. Yeah, they're they're a good side, but so are we, and and they have weaknesses, and and we just showed that today. And um, not only in possession, but but the way we stuck together and and and, and fought for every ball. Uh, that was the, that was a proper performance, and and that's what we're about, and um, that's why we will be in and around it at the end of the season. And that must give you uh, and the team itself great confidence going forward. I'm not saying uh, with any disrespect to any other team, but beating the team second and third from bottom is one thing. But when you come up a team that you know is going to be in the in the top four, probably maybe even the top two, a, t- a team that's come down from the championship, when you put in a, we put in a performance like that against them, it must give them such a feel good factor and a buzz going forward. Yeah, but it's, it's only one game. We've got another what thirty to go. It's only one game, and and, and that's funny enough. I said to him on Thursday. We was in a meeting and I said, look, it's probably the best team we could play right now because we always play better against the better team. So uh, it's going to be tough, but 
And I said to him before today's game, we were sitting in the dressing room, and I said, look, if you don't do it right, you can't turn it on enough. If you don't do it right, then you will lose. But if you do it right, then you will win. Football is that simple. And, and I believe, and I said, I believe in every single one of them. They're all good and they'll bring something different. And um, and today was a was a good day. But as a manager, you're having to make changes, constantly reshuffling things here and there, but still the team is able to perform, um, forgetting the, the, the two um, defeats we've had recently, up to that point, and, uh, and today especially. That must give you confidence going forward and the team going forward. We've got another quick game on Tuesday. Are you likely to shuffle it again? Uh, yeah, I'll have to shuffle it again because I think half of them... Uh, really tired in there um, so I will have to make changes that's just the way it is but uh, like I said I believe in the squad that I have so uh, I've, I've been saying for a while we're, I think we're going on another run there but I believe that because I believe we can win every game and that's why it hurts me so much and it hurts them the lads when when we lose games because we know what we are and we know what we've got so but and I believe we're going on another run for sure question of maintaining the focus because we are coming up again <clears throat> I mean it's a slightly strange one Tuesday night generally anyway but uh, because of who's coming um, and uh, but the fact that it's a team that is struggling near the bottom um, it's a, always a potential banana skin I suppose is the focus to make sure it isn't yeah yeah. you have to have the right attitude you have the right attitude you win games and we have to, and Tuesday's no different. Don't matter who you play, whether you're playing Barnsley or you're playing Oxford or you're playing Portsmouth, you've got to have the right attitude. You like I keep saying, you can't turn it on enough. The teams that, that that do it consistently, day week in week out, they're the ones that get promotion, and that's what I keep saying to mine. Be remiss of me not to uh, to the final point to mention um, the referee that uh, today there was um, <laughs> well not quite as contentious as the last time he was here but he still managed to uh, to, to to disallow a goal. How do we see that one? Um, Carefully, I, I don't know <laughs> why it was disallowed. Apparently, the goalie got fouled, but. That's all we'll say on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it's uh, it's a statement of the team that we managed to, uh, to to overcome those sort of obstacles and still get the the victory against a, a very good side. So well done, Lee. Thank Super you. And we'll uh, we'll see you Tuesday. Saar, lovely little dummy, advances forward with the ball, out left now to Page. Page on a run, adjacent to bounds here, Page crosses in, it's a decent ball, Carlin Grant is in surely, it is, the referee's given it, Carlin Grant heads home off the underside of the bar, just over the line, a glorious ball in from Lewis Page, finds the head of Carlin Grant, who gets his second in as many weeks, and Charlton won the- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Go up here after 14 minutes. So welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening on the Maritime Radio. That was the mascots who came in before yesterday's uh, game. I'm sure they had a, a good day. Um, and uh, Lee Bayer also had a good day. <laughs> he, uh, very reserved on the referee there. Well, well played to him. He's, uh, he's learned his lesson there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it must be so satisfying <laughs> as a manager when the specific things that you have planned, like playing on the counter-attack, on the turnover of possession like we did, and the set pieces and whatnot, come off like they do yesterday yeah I think it it obviously um, it's obviously self-satisfying but it also proves that they do do some work on the training ground you know they don't just turn up and play just play five aside you know they do they do work hard and I think in terms of obviously two players you know you've got two players there and uh, well ex-players in Bose and Jacko who, who know the game uh, that sounded that wasn't actually supposed to be because like they that. played the game yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they've, they've, they're ex-pros and you know they're getting their points across and it's it's working because we're playing some really nice stuff and it don't just all come together. It requires a lot of hard work from the players and the coaching staff and hopefully it can continue because it's a, it's one of the nicest. Uh, we're playing really nice football for the for what I can remember a long long time because. Uh, been a while since we've been playing some nice stuff and it substitutes yes Sam. i've noticed quite a lot now that when if we're winning uh he likes to bring on george lapsley doesn't he because he obviously mm. thinks that he adds something into that midfield battle when we're looking to try and see out a game and again you know he'll be pleased with how that, that played out yesterday yeah i thought he put himself about really well um when he comes on i and again this is this is more me than than anything lapsley's done wrong but you get a little bit nervous because he's still young and you want him protected and Okay, we're two 0 up, but you think if Barnsley score one goal in that last ten minutes, we're going to start to get a bit nervy. But I've got to stop thinking like that because every time Lapsley comes on or plays, he does very well. He put himself about. He got some great challenges in down in the corner towards the end when they were trying to get crosses into the box, and thought him and Jig still linked up really well to protect that side. And uh, yeah, he. Um, I think he can count himself unlucky really that because of lack of injuries now that he's kind of found his way out of the first 11 because as I said I don't think it's really anything he's done wrong so um, yeah I thought he did well when he comes on and that's really at the moment all he can do so credit to him Yeah so a very pleasing day at the Valley uh, yesterday all round it was a great day for I just enjoyed my day yesterday I went to like I said Valley Calf beforehand which was great then I went Nando's after and like, I saw Seb Lewis and Joe Aribo in Nando's I mean it, the only way that day could have been perfect was if they were both on the same table <laughs> but, uh, but they were both in there enjoying a, a post-match Nando's uh, as well, so well done everyone. Right, John Ambergar <laughs> Agambar was the first person uh, to get involved on the tweets yesterday. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, uh, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum. Uh, plenty of uh, comments have come through on all of those and we're going to start reading them out. Now John said the thing that pleased me the most uh, yesterday was we played what was in front of us on the pitch and not their reputation unlike the Wigan game 
last year. So we clearly, like I said, we clearly had a plan. Remember the Wigan game at the start of last season when we'd started quite well, but then we, we got absolutely trounced 3-0 at home by Wigan. I mean, do you think that we adapted for Barnsley yesterday, whereas I guess you would argue the way we tended to play under Carl is we'd always play our own way with the same formation? Yeah, I think, and that's what Bose has always done, he's been adaptable in terms of, of how he sets his teams up and the personnel he brings in. Um, and we've we've been saying on here for a lot, even last year, we we needed that bit of swagger, we needed that bit of confidence, and people should be or teams should be coming here fearing to play us at Cholton and not the other way of teams coming here and we're actually like worried about them. So, um, and yesterday I thought we had that element of, yeah, we know you're sort of you're doing all right and you've just come down from the championship, but you're here now and and we're gonna we're gonna try and pass you off the park, which I thought we did at times. So. Um, yeah, I don't think we gave him too much respect because, like, obviously, he said if, the Wigan game, it was just chalk and cheese. We just sort of went into our shells and was sort of overawed by the occasion. Now, um, Chrissy T's got involved. Now, if you were listening to the Thursday evening show, you, you remember we had um, Steve Clark on from the China Athletic Supporters Trust. Uh, they had their meeting with the EFL uh, regarding the situation at the club. And, of course, the EFL had also met with Ronald Duchatelet, the owner of the club, uh, in the few days beforehand. Um, so Chris just wanted to have his say on that. He said, following the EFL confirmation about waiting for proof of funds and the ownership structure of the Australians, which is one of the things they mentioned, uh, he said, for me, they uh, need to come out now and make a statement providing an update. They are losing what little credibility they had built up the longer this goes on and he adds my an- analogy for this is that I could go round Chislehurst and put an, an offer of £5 million on a house have the offer accepted then I just need to try and work out how the hell I was ever going to afford it in the first place now you have to try and read between the lines on what's going on with this situation but I mean Ronan's come out and said and there was that joint statement as we said about a price being agreed now if it turns out that whoever's agreed that price hasn't realised that that's actually, that's actually quite a lot of money um, and either they don't have the money or they aren't willing to spend that amount of money because it's too much money for this club I mean if you've agreed that price it's, that seems like a bit of a mistake if if that's what's happened and that's what we're being told is what's happened but you have, you're only ever going to get one side of the story and I, I mean, Chris is coming out for the Australians to come out and make a statement of such I mean there's really not there's nothing in it for them to come out and say oh yeah we were we agreed a price that we don't actually want to pay. So there's there's no statement that they really need to make that because you know they don't own the club any, at the moment. So they don't owe Charlton fans anything at the moment. But at the same time, Charlton fans are going to wish they hurry up and sort something out. Yeah, uh, they don't owe us anything. But as we've said plenty of times, turning up here, the scarves sitting in the directors' box. Forget about that. It's they, they, isn't yeah, it? yeah, they give that impression that everything was much further along than it than it is, and maybe it was. You know, maybe as we've talked about, maybe investors did pull out and maybe that money was there and now it's not. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the reason is, but but clearly it's it's not working, whatever the problem is. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's frustrating, um, but I don't I don't really know what they can come out and say. Um, they've behaved a little bit silly and it's not ideal if they are going to be the ones to take over the club. But, um, yeah, it's one of them things that... I think the the ownership has has been this problem for what four four and a half years. Whilst we're playing well, I'm trying really hard just to concentrate on stuff on the pitch at the moment because that is good and there's nothing we can do about it. It's either going to happen or it's not. I'm not saying that we shouldn't continue to to protest or to find answers or the stuff at the EFL. I think is good progress from from the people that are doing it. But 
I guess I'm just a bit tired of it, really. And until something changes, I don't really know what more there is we can do. Mm. Right, James Moynard said it was a great game down at the Valley yesterday. A total team performance is what I've been waiting to see for ages. Really looking forward to Tuesday. Uh, Bows up against Robbo will really show him how much better off we are now. Uh, I am. There's so many people who've got who sent messages like that. I am dreading that blowing up in our faces on uh, on on Tuesday. But I mean, hopefully. You know, from from the evidence we've seen over the last however long, you'd expect us to certainly to give uh, to give Oxford a good game. They've they've improved recently on beating in three now, but it's going to be a very interesting game on on, on Tuesday, isn't it? It'd be interesting. Well, <coughs> I think I know what sort of reception Robbo's going to get. Yeah, he's, and uh, I don't say I'm not going to come out and say I agree with it, but yeah, no, he I will mean, get that reception. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I won't, I don't, I won't particularly boo him. You know, yeah, I know he was wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I don't think he'd done anything, you know, really bad to against us yeah we did we didn't agree with his tactics sometimes but he always tried to win games um and he left for at that time because of his own personal reasons and I can't really blame him if I was in that position and and you was under the impression that you weren't going to be in a job you might as well find somewhere that you wanted to where you want to have a job it's all speculation but the only thing I'm worried about is not about Robbo it's about about Ricky Holmes that's the only um because I can see, I can just see it now. A one-nil free kick, Ricky Holmes in the last minute or something. I don't know, mm. but it's something. It, it wouldn't surprise me. It would blow up in our faces. But like mm. Bo said, we stay professional and play to our strengths and play like we did yesterday. We should win fairly comfortably, in my opinion. Yeah, right now, Dan, uh, what you did saying great game yesterday. All the players were superb. And now I like this. He said, "Hope you liked Mark Anderson's flag yesterday. Mm. It'll go up for auction now uh, soon. Now that Lyle has signed it. Now, if you uh, if you would have seen it behind the the goal in the covered end, sort of on the right." side and and these guys uh it's it's a Charlton flag uh Charlton badge a uh, big photo of Lyle Taylor with his pink hair and then the pink uh cancer uh ribbon as well the breast cancer ribbon uh and it said the right side salutes you and there's there's some great photos of Lyle going up to to meet the, the chaps from the right side of the covered end after uh, and like I say signed the flag now so that they'll be up for auction I thought that was a really nice touch actually from from the chaps behind the goal getting involved with with Lyle's um uh you know campaign to raise awareness this month yeah, I think that, that I think Mark and um, and Co. Just, they just sit right down the front row where I am. But um, I, I saw they brought a flag out. I didn't see it was, but obviously after the game, Lyle obviously spotted it and found it quite you know quite uh, not funny, but he liked it obviously and he had a photo. But yeah, it's great great awareness. And um, forgive me, but I can't remember the young chap's name. But there was a, uh, was a little boy on Twitter today who played football and he dyed his hair pink. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. so for who it was, but um, yeah, so it's nice. It's, it's it's bringing the awareness up, and it's exactly what Lyle wanted is to get the awareness out there and to get as much money as we can for. What's a horrible disease? Yeah, well done, uh, Lyle Tony, and well done. The right side of the covered end for your for your flag there. Cliff Scale said, excellent performance yesterday against the team. I think are the best we have played this season, man for man. We stood up to them and got the result we deserved for the Billick and Pierce at the back were class. And I don't think you're going to get any arguments with that in uh, in this studio. Albert Rossi said, can't remember the last time we had two guys up front scoring goals. I think it was Andy Hunt. And Clive Mendonca. See, now we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we? We were saying like mm. your favourite Charlton Strike partnerships over the years. Because I thought, let's get that subject in nice and early before it dries up because that's Charlton for you. But it still hasn't, has it? No, not at all. Um, yeah, uh, I think when we excuse me, spoke about it, we sort of half expected that to be some sort of curse. But um, yeah, I, I still can't really think of, of maybe, I think we said Bradley Wright Phillips and Jan or Paul Hayes was probably the last time we really had two regular strikers. Um, and we know obviously what we went on to do that year. So, 
it's it's obviously positive and and like Nave said at the start of the show he's not worried about us up that end of the pitch and neither am I and I don't necessarily just want to be a team that scores more than we concede Um, we need to be tighter in defence and we've shown that in recent games but I thought yesterday we did do that obviously Bauer coming back as and when he does will be a huge boost for that as well but whilst we are scoring goals it does mean that even if our defence is a bit shaky we can still win a game whereas I think last year we, we wouldn't have felt like that and Michael said the biggest compliment I can give is that we made Barnsley look very ordinary. And now, like I say, in terms of possession, I thought they were moving the ball around quite nice at times. But when it got to the edge of our penalty area, I mean, the amount of times I'd say Dick Steele stood in for a pass that was coming forward just to cut it out and, and then made challenges as well. But they just could not create clear-cut chances yesterday. And that was, um, you know, the the thing that, that stood out for me. Because, like I said, the, the joint... Uh, top those joint second top scorers in in this division. So for them not to get one, only the third time this season they haven't scored a goal, just shows how well we we played at the back. Yeah, and I think first half, um, obviously they, they play quite narrow, obviously because they're they're attacking three. Well, the midfield was obviously was it Potts, Monker, and uh, McGeehan. They play quite narrow, so we were, we we were, we were letting them having it down in a wider area. So they weren't really causing us too much grief. But um, like I said, I think Anthony done a job on on uh, Moncur, which he was probably the player um, I was worried about and he didn't have a sniff. So I think as a team, I think we stuck one our individual battles, which I've said, but um, yeah, we just seemed a lot more organised and seemed a lot more composed in terms of, you know, we're always going to have some, they're always going to threaten our goal, like you say, because they're a good team and they've, they've scored loads of goals. But I thought we did, I wasn't too uncomfortable uh, throughout the whole game. Tom said, uh, yesterday was our best performance by far this season. We were brilliant in and out of possession. For me, either Billick or Dick Steele were man of the match. Both won all of their 50-50s and looked very comfortable uh, defensively. I mean, um, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, how pleased I was with with Dick Steele in particular yesterday. Just because there was people calling for him uh, you know, to, to go out the side because they wanted Solly back at right back and, and uh, Saren at left back. London Geezer as well saying, uh, make sure that you look out for the auction of, uh, of the flag. Uh, by by Mr. Anderson there, Mark Anderson, the the Lyle Taylor flag. Now Oliver Wilson said that uh, Billick was exactly what we have been missing, and I mean like just how how much improved we were at the back. It, it, it was it was notable, and it was notable right from the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, as I said earlier, I think Billick served two purposes. One, he's a good defender himself, but two, he allows Pierce to be his best uh, in his best position as well. So. You see Pierce back where he's comfortable, and I thought he had a brilliant performance. And then Billick himself, you know, he kept their strikers quiet, but also just his touch on the ball as well. So I think that's the nice balance we have with Bauer and Pierce. Is Pierce, with the greatest respect to him, he's not someone that's going to necessarily play out from the back. So he tends to give it left or right to let someone else do that. And and I thought he did it as well. And then uh, pray, praise for Cullen as well because he sat just in front of that back four, kind of the base of that diamond, and he did a really good job defensively as well. So. Uh, we we defended as a unit, really. And, and like we said, people like Lapsley coming on even, you see them making tackles too. So I think everyone deserves praise, even from the defensive side of things, because it was a real team performance yesterday. Yeah, Cliff Scales agrees with uh, Oliver that he felt that Billick, uh, he said he's a class act. Uh, Mark Anderson says, we are going up, well, hopefully. Uh, now, good, interesting one from Bob. said, after 13 games, you were asked if you were asked who your player of the season uh, was so far, who would you pick? Uh, probably one of the most difficult ones we've had. Uh, he said, for me, it has to be Joe Arriba. I mean, if you were put on a spot at this time of the season, 
yeah, you can't disagree with Bob there, but I'd have to say for Carl and just for how much he's improved. So you've immediately disagreed with Bob there, haven't you? Yeah, no, That's yeah, what you've done. no, but I, I know where he's coming from. But <laughs> I, you'd have to go for Carl and for me, but um, he's got a good shout for Joe. Cause like I said earlier, Joe's improving week by week for me. No, Tom. Uh, Lyle for me. Yeah, Lyle Taylor for me as well so far. I mean, Ben Hunt is saying that Josh Cullen has edged it so far for him, but obviously it's very, uh, very early. I uh, think by end of the season. Cullen will be up there for yeah, sure. Yeah, hopefully. You're right. Bob Willis says, I love the fact that Boya had confidence in the work he had done with George Lapsley over the last two weeks and brought him on for Reeves. Yesterday, he knew exactly what he had to do defensively and Boya trusted him uh, to do the job. And he certainly trusted him quite a lot so far this season and, w- and with uh, a good reason to. I mean, I remember, like I say, at the start of the season when I saw he had to start at Sunderland, I, w- I was a bit nervous because his last league appearance, his only league appearance last season, I think his first ever league appearance for us was that Blackpool. game against Blackpool and he looked out of, out of his depth when he came off the bench so I'm glad that he's shown uh, such a, an improvement. Uh, 100% Charlton said that his prediction for uh, Tuesday evening is that uh, under the lights we go free up, full-time whistle blows, Lee Bowyer's Red Army rings out around the valley and Robertson gets sacked on the same night. Happy Tuesday everyone, we can dream, uh, can't we? Well I'd certainly enjoy uh, enjoy that if uh, if that was uh, to, to come uh, to pass. Uh, Derek said that he thought that Billick was the, uh, the difference for us. Uh, as well. Dan uh, says, my man of the match yesterday was Billick. He made the difference coming back into the team and won every ball. Uh, Mark Brooks said, who was that band on the link before the mascots? Gary Newman. I genuinely don't know, actually, because Glove Pup sent me a load of new um, jingles, so whoever it was, you have to ask Glove Pup. Uh, I'll, I'll try and get him to find out for you, Mark. Um, yeah, he's, he's put a lot of time and effort into making um, some new jingles for us, and I actually listened uh, to him for the first time today, and he uh, mentioned the name of the wrong radio station uh, in them, so he has, he's going to have to go and change those. He said, we're on a different radio station to the one we are, so well done, Glove Pup. Uh, <laughs> thanks for your hard work. Right, um... McSkibby says someone is going to get hiding uh, soon according to Lee Bowyer would that be on Tuesday would it be Carl Gobbingson uh, he said I mean Stephen has got a hiding of course but I mean, I mean <laughs> if everything clicks into place and a, a team that's low on confidence if they come out and try to attack us which hopefully they will then we will thrash someone soon definitely it'd be great wouldn't it if mm. it was Tuesday it's definitely coming um, you see we've put we kind of put three or four parts together every single game but we never put I don't know like all of them together so you get some of them one game where like yesterday we defend well we score a couple um, we boss the midfield that's probably the closest we've been but you think Coventry we, we didn't score enough and then we threw it away at the end Scunthorpe we score three but we can concede five um, so yeah we just as I've said plenty of times so far this season we've not enough put together every little bit that we need to do Um but I completely agree with Bowie at some point. I mean, I know Stevenage did, but I think at some point in the league we're going to win probably 4 or 5 nil. It's just about when that happens. I well, think. let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. Don't forget, still to come this evening. We've still got your emails and your Charlton Live forum posts. If we get a chance, we'll look ahead more in depth to the Oxford game. Uh, maybe chat about the FA Cup draw, of course. First round draws tomorrow. We're all praying for Bromley versus Charlton, as we all know. Um, and also we're going to hear from Elisabetta Juppie uh, from the women's team after their 2-0 win over Sheffield United earlier on this afternoon. Back again. 
inside him. Just finds him and Rebo immediately closed down by Brighton. That's a good recovery tackle from Page. He's won it back, finds Cullen, releases oh, Grant. What a ball. ball that is. Into the penalty box with uh, Taylor on the opposite side. Still Grant, no. Gets cuts on his right. Shot, Grant, goal. Goal. Come oh, on. what a finish by Carla Grant. The ball to him was absolutely exquisite by Cullen. It split the Bradford defence in half. Carlo Grant on towards the edge of the six-yard box. Taylor on the opposite side of it, but cut back on his right foot and slammed it into the goal. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio Glove Pop. Um, I hope you're enjoying uh, this evening's show. Looking back at yesterday's 2 0 win uh, over Barnsley, Louis Mendes, Tom Wallin, and Nathan Muller here in the studio at the Valley. A happy Valley after yesterday's win on the forum. Southwest Addicts gets involved, says absolutely ecstatic after that performance and victory. We showed we have the quality to mix it up uh, with the better teams in this division. The work rate was exceptional, especially uh, the front two who kept pressurising their fullbacks uh, to stop them playing the easy ball and exploiting our narrow midfield. Top two should be the minimum we aim for. I am worried that August's slow start, which was the fault of Rowlands, might come back to haunt us when we get into May, especially because we drop points against Sunderland, Posh and Accrington. I, for one, cannot wait uh, for Tuesday night and the return of Carl Robertson to the Valley. Come on, you Reds. It's another person looking forward to Carl Robertson coming back to the Valley when he will inevitably be uh, beating us uh, and we will all be embarrassed by everything <laughs> we've all said in the build-up to the game. But um, top two, minimum, is that is that... I mean, we is that fair? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking top six. Yeah, I think top two might be a bit of a stretch for me. I mean, I mean how many points we... Um, for Paul Smith, what, 33? We're on, what, 20... 21 are we 21 or 24 21 or something like that so we've we've got it'll take something quite catastrophic for us to sort of leap we're on 21 21 we're we're, we're six points behind Peterborough in second six off Peterborough and 12 off Portsmouth but anything can happen but it'll be a stretch it'll take some insane form um, to do it but like Tom said earlier I don't think uh, many teams have come here and have played us off the park Um, I don't think anyone has had really uh so yeah, it's it's not out of the question, but I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I think top, even before the season started, I think we, well, I definitely said playoffs would be fine, um, but top two we should be aiming for it. But I'd be happy with playoffs. Right, I mean, Don Corinne Anstos on the forum. Uh, I like that <laughs> like that username. It's not quite Joe Rebo and Nando's. Or what's the other or one? Kishishev uh, in, in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Or indeed Jason Yule in the shower. But uh, <laughs> it says, evening guys. Uh, really enjoyed the performance and result yesterday. It was like eating a nice meal in a nice restaurant. Thoroughly enjoyable. We do love a nice restaurant analogy around here, don't we? Uh, I thought Jed Steer had a pretty solid game. No complaints here. Hope that's a turning point for him Anthony was outstanding man of the match for me glad to see Carlin and Lyle pushing each other in the goals charts if we could play like that every week we'd definitely be in the top two roll on Robbo and Ricky on Tuesday night another one begging begging for it aren't we <laughs> um, yeah Jed so we mentioned Steer there uh, a good performance from him uh, and, and Anthony uh, Dick Steele as well right we've got some DMs uh, Phil said uh, a great win for the boys uh, today Grant and Taylor really do look like the real deal Billick made a huge difference at the back as, as did Dick Steele we really have no excuses for not finishing top six this season anything else will be a massive failure uh, at last something to cheer uh, under our disastrous 
owner and i mean the point that i think was one of the guys on the forum there uh mentioned it was southwest addict mentioned talking about the, the the slow start was the fault of Ronan. so even if we do achieve anything this season it will be in spite of what Ronan, of, of what happened at the slow start where we had to where lee had to be very very careful with his budget yeah yeah exactly and um yeah he deserves a huge amount of praise because well the song says it itself doesn't it he's had no money he's he's identified targets he was patient did you see how patient he was with his, <laughs> did, yeah. uh, with his signings he, he wanted certain players and he wasn't prepared to get anything less and I mean look I'm sure all managers put in a lot of work Monday to Friday um, but you do hear him talk about what he's done as well and you hear why he sets up a certain way and you hear what he's watched and you, you know he talks several times about what Jacko does in terms of set pieces and, and it's all just it's a nice balance they've got in terms of the coaching staff, in terms of the players they've got. It feels, we've said it a couple of times, it feels a bit more like Charlton again. And as you say, that's in spite of, of everything that's going on above him. So, um, yeah, I think I agree with a lot of the people. I think second is definitely achievable. I think we could get automatics, but I think top six is a minimum expectation. And I, I certainly think we're good enough to do it. Charlton Sol says, good to see Boya listens to Charlton live. Uh, he wouldn't be the first manager to do so if he did, because Carol Fry used to. And I said, and adhered to my Solly over Saar point. Yeah, Charlton Sol made that, that point on Thursday evening. So no point wasting two quality fullbacks. Furthermore, everything I have read suggests Jamie Ward was completely miserable at Forest and never wants to go back. Why is the club saying it's inevitable he does so? Permanently signing him, Cullen should, uh, him and Cullen should be the priority for new ownership in uh, January. Now, um, there were some quotes from Bowyer during the week in the paper, in the, on, on Richard's website. I think he's he's sort of saying, the way I read it, Bowyer's sort of saying, it, as it, it looks like at the moment, he'd go back in January. Now, you'll read some quotes from Wardy in the paper tomorrow, which I think will throw some doubt onto that view, just, which was interesting because, I mean, you can tell he's happy here. I mean, he does talk about missing his family who's still still up in Nottingham or wherever wherever they live because uh, one of them's a, a, one, he's got a young lad at school. Um, but, I mean, it would be in our interest to try and keep him on and, and you'd argue that he surely would be within the current budget just to extend him to the end of the year for the same wage. So should, that shouldn't be a problem if yeah. everyone's happy with it. Yeah, I mean, if, if Forrest are happy for <clears throat> for him to stay and he is and like you say the budget's there for him to be kept then I think um, it's worth it uh, but I think the only pr- thing I would say is then if if Billy Clark does come back and gets fit and plays well um, how are you going to maybe fit those two into a squad and would Bowie want wages from Jamie Ward to be spent elsewhere I don't know but I, I, I think Jamie's been absolutely brilliant for us every game I've seen him play he's, he's made a difference in some yeah. shape or I mean, form obviously if Billy Clark is that option mm. in in January it'd be in interesting yeah. yeah we'll see uh, Dan said uh, have some confidence boys we're going to smash Oxford and that fat <laughs> um, that fat uh, pack so and so packing his bags for the tin tack, and he says sorry for the language. <laughs> you, can, you can all guess what Dan was calling uh, Carl Robinson there a fat something. It's up to you guys if you want to fill in that blank. Right on the emails, um, Paul Griffiths uh, said the Barnsley game said, Dear Charlton Live team, I'm writing this email on the train back into Deepish Hampshire after a thoroughly enjoyable afternoon at the Barley and three thoroughly deserved points against an inform Barnsley team. For the first five minutes, Barnsley really looked good and on the front foot, but the brilliant pass in the eighth minute and Carlin's well taken goal changed all that. And from then on, I thought we totally controlled the game. 
He said the referee had a very odd game with strange decisions going both ways from where I was sat in the family corner and the comments on Twitter. It looked like we should have had a penalty or free kick when Carlin was brought down uh, when he got in behind the Barnsley defence. And then the other end, he bizarrely flail, uh, failed to play on when Barnsley were on the attack and about to shoot to pull it back for a free kick, much to their understandable annoyance. Does anyone in the ground know why he booked Solly? Anyone? Uh, that was, uh, that. I think, uh, is because... It was down that down the right down the right flank or the left hand flank. Sorry, and I'm pretty sure he stopped a throw going in or something. Mm. Or because we noticed that he got booked and we didn't know it's for. But I think mm. it was for like petulance or something. Petulance. Is that's that another word? In, yeah, that's what it says in the referee's report. Petulance. <laughs> uh, then there was. Pete ain't listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, then Paul carries on saying. Then there was Pierce's goal, which I saw no reason to dis- disallow whatsoever, but not seen it again yet. I thought Dick still had his best game for us. Uh, that I've ever seen uh, guess uh, won't make the headlines but just before our second goal he made two outstanding tackles which stopped Barnsley attacks Jed Steer has been getting a bit of understandable stick in recent weeks but I thought he had his best game for us and of course to keep the clean sheet uh, is the best result for a goalkeeper Lyle Taylor put in one amazing shift and was everywhere and when he missed the sitter at the end I think it was because he was knackered uh, so just Nabi Saar made me very nervous at the end when he came on let's hope for more of the same on Tuesday uh, and then he goes, thanks, sir, uh, as uh, as every uh, for lads for all the excellent work on the show, which uh, the podcast get me through many a five k round. Cheers, Paul. Yeah, every every Saturday morning he does his park run uh, down near near where he lives in sort of like Portsmouth area, uh, and he listens to Charlton Live, which I guess encourages him to get around quicker. So he doesn't listen to the whole thing. Turn yeah. It off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Chris Davins says, uh, just got home. Uh, it's uh, 11 p.m. Uh, been bar bar taking since 1 p.m. and five till ten. Uh, so he's proud of my Cholton boys. We were quality throughout the 90 minutes. Can't fault anyone. We played the supposedly top side in the division and they were ordinary. Didn't trouble us at all. In fact, easiest game we've had all season. We as Cholton fans are guilty of bigging up teams in this league. Uh, can't think why we're Cholton. We need, we need to not forget that. The bells that ring in time... Your time is challenging. A kind of mind is a kind of magic. <laughs> that was Chris Davin there. Is that the musical yeah. one? Okay. I mean, we've, we've seen that a few times this season where, you know, I don't think we're big enough balancey. They're third in the league. They're, oh, they were the fifth now after getting beaten by the excellent Charlton yesterday. But I don't think we're big enough. I think the fact is when a team comes here, a good team, and we play better than them and make them look ordinary, it doesn't mean they're a bad team all of a sudden. No, not at all. I think they are a good side. And I think we, we suffer a little bit because we... Uh, ever since we've been back in League One, we're still a big team for this level. So I think there is a little bit of a mentality that any defeat is, I mean, any defeat's disappointing at any level, but you're almost your expectation is that little bit higher, despite everything that's going on, despite the fact that we know our side is our side um, or has been over, over recent years, you still expect victory. So even when a big team comes here and you win, it's very easy to just kind of go, good, well, that's what I expect. But... Um, yeah, I think we all made it clear last week that we didn't necessarily expect it. We were nervous, um, but we, we put them away. And I'm sure Barnsley are going to go on and win a couple of games over the next few weeks and show the side that they are, because they are a good side. I just think yesterday we, we were better than them. Connor gets involved. He says, uh, hi guys, I thought we were brilliant yesterday. Grant's pace caused havoc all afternoon. Two brilliant goals as well. I thought Billick made a massive difference and what a player he is. Lots of people have criticised Steer, but he was excellent. Uh, as were the team. The ref was awful as well again. He missed a clear red card and a perfectly good goal ruled out. On to Tuesday, we must win. I'll just add that to the list of uh, people who have... Uh, <laughs> Is it just us three so far who are nervous? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, David Todman uh, says <laughs> he says his passion has been rekindled. This was a great performance against Barnsley. There is nothing to worry about at all in this division. Keeping the side balanced and playing in the right positions and automatic is possible. This is the most free scoring side uh, uh, since uh, the Mendonca Hunt promotion team. Says someone is due a real tanking. Uh, what a great here we go again. Uh, what a great time to smash in a few against the Scouse complete imposter syndrome uh, guy. So, so, so uh, David's up there as well for uh, sticking one on uh, on Carl Robinson on uh, on Tuesday evening. I mean, I'd love it if we win, and I really hope we do win. Yeah. Uh, that, that's uh, you know, I, I think we've got a very good chance of winning, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to tempt fate like everyone has so far this evening. So we can smash in their excitement. Imagine if we do. Yeah, right. Another team who's been uh, out getting wins this weekend. It wasn't just the men's team. Uh, Charlton Athletic women uh, beat Sheffield United uh, this afternoon. Good to bounce back. They they had their first defeat of the season last week away at Man United. Everyone's going to lose every game with Man United this season. That's not a disgrace. And by by all accounts, they played pretty well. Uh, when they got beat 3-0. Um, but they, they played Sheffield United uh, today. Amber Sobs uh, got the, the first goal just for half-time. Charlie Clifford scored a weldie in the second half. Sheffield United were down to 10 at 1-0, but Charlton still had to see uh, the game out. Now Elizabeth Ejupi, uh was the, the player of the match, and she said it was a good afternoon uh, for the women down at the Oakwood in Crayford. Yeah, definitely. Um, we created loads of chances, I think, 2-0. If anything, we could have had more than that, but a win's a win. We put a shift in, yeah. and um, yeah, we finished two of them. That's good enough. Mm-hmm. Didn't kept a clean sheet as well. So yeah, it sounds like um, the, the second goal from Charlie Clifford was meant to be a bit of a weldy. Can you talk us through that one? Oh yeah, um, it just got set to her, and she—I don't even think she looked at the goal. She just knew where it was, clipped it, top left, and that was it. She fell on the floor. She didn't even know she scored. We just all jumped on her. So <laughs> yeah, it was a good little celebration, but she deserved it. She's Lots of work in this week. Yeah, brilliant. And and you, so if you got given player of the match um, by Iglaveta Kale, he was he was sponsoring the game today. So a, a pleasing performance from yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think um, I did what I could. I got involved where I could. Tried to create chances. Should have maybe put some away myself, but it just wasn't on. Mm. Um, so I got to get practice the finishing. I think, <laughs> but. No, I don't mind as long as we win other people finishing it. It doesn't really bother me just as long as we win the game. Yeah, and uh, obviously it's important to bounce back from last week. I mean, no one, uh, when you go to Man United, you know it's always going to be a tough game and it was a a defeat in the end, but in your first one of the season. So it's important that that you reacted to that today. Definitely. I think we always knew we can bounce back from Man United. Um, Even then we put a shift in, we put a good performance. We should have put a chance away. It could have been a different game, but we knew we had to come in and just, prove ourselves again we've been winning um, we know we've got it in us so yeah it's good for us mm. so now we go on to Millwall next week and hopefully continue yeah I mean in, in the context of the season it's been a brilliant start to the campaign I know this is your first season with Charlton but following promotion last year a lot of people wouldn't really have known what to expect so to have started off so yeah. well with just the one defeat um, yeah, you couldn't have gone any better really definitely yeah I think teams don't know what to expect of us um they get here, but yeah, we just show them what we're about on the pitch, and we've got a lot of. We're we're a very good team going forward. We've shown that we create so many chances. So I think people, yeah, with the results, people know that we're not we're in it to to win games. We're not just in it to make numbers in the season. But yeah. Um, from from a personal point of view, you signed from Aston Villa uh, in the summer. What was your reasoning for wanting to join the club? 
Um, I've been like I used. I grew up playing for Cheltenham, like through their centre of excellence. So, um, and I wanted to move back home to London. I'm from London originally. I live in Cheltenham, so um, obviously I, I, I followed their success last year. And when I saw that it got promoted as well, I wanted to get involved. Um, I knew like the manager who previously talked to Ritesh and James as well. So it was just it just made sense really. Um, I knew it was a good club. Everything, the set up the structure is something I wanted to be involved in. So, um, and I knew they were a good team as well. And players that I've played with before, I knew, I knew they're good enough to compete in this league, which we're proving now. So, yeah. I and mean, what do you think yeah. that the club, the club can achieve this season? So we, we we came down to the to the first game against Aston Villa and saw a, a fairly comfortable victory. And it, it's been yeah. it has been such a good start. I mean, how far do you think this side can go? I think we're obviously pushing to go all the way. Like we want to be up there. Um, we know there's a few teams like Man United and a few teams that, whether they're training full time or they're strong, we know there's competition there. But I think we're good enough to compete for those top positions. So um, yeah, I think we can go all the way. We've got potential to go all the way. We're all very positive as a club. Why not? Yeah, and finally, I mentioned it earlier. There, Igor Vettikele was the sponsor today. We saw in 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 the week that quite a few of the first team players from from the men's team are going to be sponsoring games this season. It was a healthy crowd who came down today, over two hundred. I mean, how important is it that the uh, the whole Charlton family comes together to support the women's team? Yeah, it's really important. Like having the crowd today behind us, it just brings a different element to the game. I think the atmosphere, um, and obviously, we want to perform like footballs an entertaining game we need people to entertain or else <laughs> so yeah as long as they carry on and today yeah it was a good day as well a nice day people come out so I think it's the fans everyone can just carry on supporting us we'll we'll do what we can during the week we work hard and just give them something good to watch every week yeah and as you say you said Millwall coming up next it'd be nice if Charlton could actually get one over on them because the men's team don't have a very good record against Millwall yeah no definitely no we've played we've already come across them in the Conti Cup uh, so we know what they like, but um, yeah, we're just going to work hard at training and then have a good game, hopefully. Yeah. Thanks to Liz there for joining us on the phone. She was the uh, the player of the match uh, earlier on uh, today as the women beat Sheffield United by two goals to nil down at the Oakwood in, in Crayford, their new home ground. Um, up to, well, still third in the division, actually, for a team that's just come come up, you know, and like, so we, you don't know how it's going to be, um, but other than, uh, they've only lost once, and like I said, that was against Man United who have won uh, you know they've only dropped points in one game so far this season. They're expected to absolutely walk this division, um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, we saw them earlier on this season. I'm definitely going to get down there a couple more times this season because mm. it's an enjoyable day. Over 200 people there today as well. And like I say, Igor was the sponsor. Uh, Lyle Taylor sponsored the, the previous game. The, the lads are all sponsoring games. You can sponsor a game. Uh, you get the treatment as well. You get like just go in the box and whatnot. But if you just want to go down, it's it's a great day. Yeah, yeah. We obviously. Sponsored the game. Was it first game of the season? First home, um, yeah, first home league sorry, game. First, yeah. yeah, and really enjoyed it. Um, I've managed to be back since, unfortunately, but aiming to get back certainly a few times before the end of the season. And like you say, we were well, we did our uh, audio diary, didn't we? And we said we we were not really sure what to expect because they're up a level, and you you don't know how they're going to be able to cope with that. But um, they w- did so well in the league below for a reason, and. Uh, yeah, they've taken to it well. And I saw the highlights of the game against Man United on Valley Pass the other day and they had chances in that too. And a couple of sloppy defensive mistakes, didn't hit the bar as well or had chances. So 
that even that one could have been a different story. So, um, yeah, they're looking good at the moment. Mm, so, well done to Ratish and the girls uh, for their brilliant start to the season. Long may it uh, continue. Right, um, just before we look ahead to the Oxford game, as uh, a lot of you are eager to do, um, <laughs> tomorrow is the first round of the FA Cup, the draw. Monday evening will be the draw. Um, like I said, I've, I've already put my preference out because Bromley have got through after beating Gloucester City away 1-0 yesterday. I mean... There's, there's lots of non-league teams in there. Obviously, the the, the leagues, uh, League 1 and 2 sides are in there as well. So, we get anyone. There's no North or South split or anything like that. So, we get anyone. I mean, without... I mean, you can go into specifics if you want. But, what I mean, what sort of draw do you want? I, I really enjoyed the Toro game here last year, actually. But. Yeah, I'd like... I'd- uh, I'd like Bromley home and away because Bromley is obviously our local team but um, it'd be nice to go to Hayes Lane but as long as we avoid Sunderland away it'd be fine yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't I mean, want to cut there you don't, you don't have to be going too far in a cup I mean if we got Gates head or something that'd be, that'd be just as bad <laughs> uh, Tom do you preference I mean I, I would like a non-league team away just because I think that's a, a good occasion uh, yeah uh, as a specific I'd take Cambridge away just to go back home um, but no I think we want someone fairly low. Um, I, I'd just like to try and see us get through to that third round and get a nice draw because I haven't really seen it too much. And um, yeah, obviously having someone lower league gives us that best chance. Although I, I expect Lee will will rest first team as irrespective of who we get because our league is our priority. But yeah, someone um, someone non league would be fine. Mm, well, at the rate they're going, Oxford uh, United will be non-league soon. That's who we're playing on uh, on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> obviously, everyone's expecting us to absolutely smash them because they got Carl Robinson as manager. But like I say, that is definitely going to uh, blow up in our faces. But Dan has tweeted in saying, "What formation do you reckon Oxford will play on Tuesday? Anyone? Three five two. Yeah, Julian four four two. Three four three. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, he, he might. He may well go for the four two three one on Tuesday, Carl Robinson. Oh, no way. Yeah. No way. Uh, but I mean. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the game because I enjoy watching this Charlton side because they're a, they're a good team to watch. But last time I said that was the, tu- the, the day before we went up to Scunny on the Tuesday and we got beat five three. It was still a good game to be fair, but we lost. Um, we are the home side. We're against a team that's not done too well. Though they have picked up a couple of results in the last couple of games. They have you know drawn two and one one out of their last three, so they've just picked it up a bit. I mean, this has got banana skin written all over it for me. Yeah, it's, for me, I don't really know how he's going to play it. I don't know. Is he going to come out... Like, this is Robbo, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if Robbo's going to come out and attack us and just try and go, oh, I don't care, I'm going to go for it. Or is he going to sit behind a ball, well, make I remember it frustrating? When we went up to Wigan in between Christmas <laughs> and New Year last season, and obviously Wigan were walking away with the league, and we put in a... Under Carlson, we put in a really disciplined, mm. defensive, excellent display looking to hit him on the counter. Now, if he sets him up like that, that'll be their best chance of getting something I mean yeah. uh, Barnsley yesterday came out to play to an extent and we could hit them on, on the turnover as position as we're saying now is whether Carl will want to play like that I think he might be tempted to he'll still have the same formation but it'll have it'll have uh, it'll have perhaps the, the more forward midfielders dropping a little bit more and, yeah. and, and trying to keep it tight And because we can exploit space and he, he'll know that mm. it makes sense for him and for us because obviously he could, can use people like Ricky on the counter as well I think it's all down to down to his ego, really. Does yeah. he want to try and come here and just blast us off the pitch? And I think if he does, they might be in trouble. Or is he prepared to suck it up, sit back, just defend and try and pick us off? Because that is their best chance. It's just whether he's got the bottle to do that. And I'm not sure whether he does. Obviously, hope he doesn't. But um, yeah, we're, I mean, look, irrespective of him being in charge, we're, we're the better side um, and, and we should win that game. But there is that factor, obviously, yeah. hanging over. From a Charlton point of view, I mean, obviously, if... Um if Billick doesn't make it through, we know Eagle's not going to be fit. He's not going to be available for a place on the bench. If Billick doesn't make it through, I mean, that does give us that. That makes us revert to that 
defence that is a bit lopsided. I mean, even with Solly playing out of position at left-back, we looked really good defensively yesterday. If we're missing, if Piercy has to go on to the wrong side and he's all turning around the wrong way and Nabs comes in, then we're not as defensively strong as we are with Billick in the team and that goes without saying, really. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I would still... I'd, I'd stick Prattley in there, but then I'd, I think the way that we might need to play on Tuesday, we might need Prattley in the middle, so... It does look like we'll probably have to go for a lopsided back four, but um, but hope. Well, in theory, we're not playing a team that are renowned for their goal scoring goal scoring prowess. So, not yet, anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, we've run out of time on uh, this evening's Charlton Live. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanks to all of you who got involved uh, on the emails, on the tweets, and on the forum as well. Plenty of uh, of stuff coming in. Uh, so cheers uh, for that thanks to Bayer of course for coming in yesterday to the studio and, and to Liz from the women's team uh, for joining us on the phone uh, thanks to Tom and Nathan for coming in cheers mate. I've been Louis Mendes thank you for listening all the way to the end I hope you've enjoyed uh, this evening's Talk Life we'll be back here on Thursday to look back at the heavy defeat at home to Oxford <laughs> and of course ahead to next Saturday's trip to Rochdale uh, we'll see you then but let's hope we do get one over on our former boss on Tuesday evening see you later Talk 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 Talk